Hello and welcome to Pablo's channel. Today is the 6th of April and um, I'm still alive because I've been having horrendous uh, throat and coughing issues lately and was ill. Had to take two days off work uh, a few days back. But yeah, and I've been reading this book whilst ha having um, a bit of a quite ch being chesty, and um, it's still here. So you might hear some more coughs within this episode, I'm afraid. But um, let's hope not many. So yeah, so we've done part one, the uh, the approach shot, uh, which had. Um, chapter 1 is the interviewer interviewed Chapter 2 is the waking up Chapter 3 the levy And the chapter 4 the fundamentals I've been re-listening to it On the train going to work and at home And Yeah I'm still finding it hard to grasp The whole thing you know. Well I kind of got the theme of it already But um, You know when I'm listening to it As I was saying before he throws French in there and um, my mind wanders off because it's so it's quite intense, and it's he's throwing all sorts of big concepts out there, uh, which I'm intuitively feeling the power of, but yet to properly grasp meaning of, if that makes any sense. So there you go. So um, yeah, it's sixth of April, and I decided uh, on this late evening. I've just gone past half ten. It's actually twenty to eleven. <coughs> there you go. There's the first cough. I'm going to read part two, which is entitled On the Putting Green. Uh, so he's obviously put a, a golf theme to the whole part. <laughs> it's a bit long. But um, yeah, so now up to chapter five, and this is called The Nursery. So um, quite a few pages in it, uh, just over 20. So this could be a long one again. So buckle up. Well, or just relax, let your mind go, and enjoy the narration. Um, and oh yeah, for, I, I said that I was going to, um, for each part, play themed music. So for part one, we had um, Tangerine Dream, and this one I've decided I'm going to use Pink Floyd. I'm going to start off with their 1971 album, The Medal. So I'll press play for that. Um, Starts off quite quiet, so pretty clear. So if it goes up too loud, um, I'll obviously pull on the Okay, so where are we? Where are we? Let's go over here. So part two on the putting green, the nursery. L was awoken by the very same touch which had dewaked him. Still two-thirds asleep, he was being probed. Um, as an infant, animal is aroused to take suck. Three buckets. He was being probed by that frenum. That's F-R-E-N-E-U-M, sorry. Frenum, freed tongue. Brushing aside his over, over. U-V-U-L-A and making his gullet voluntary gulp. His eyes were still closed and, was, and were kept shut. For now his face was cushioned 
on resilient flesh. Next pressed comfortably against a breast by arms that clasped him close till his lax lips were gently prized wide with the firm gag which, as L had always been a confirmed one for browning, in his still half-defined consciousness was reflexively identified with the lingam. Penis in Indian, link in Indian, yeah, lingam. A focal length higher to the brink of reflection and the brim of inquiry, L opened an eye, took a couple of more squigs of the milk and saw over the curved rim of this benign ejaculating volcano, this conch-shaped horn of plenty, the smiling nurse who was the last night's masseur, last evening's valet, and now once again re-valet livery. But now the plastoid bra had been shed, but showed those white cupolas, C-U-P-O-L-A-S, like Marie Antoinette's teacups, had been moulded to model the actualities of a real breast, in this case a hyper-udder. The face smiled benignly down at its suckling. Spontaneously, L, who had drunk deep and full, raised his face, rising sweetly from its infanthood liquid, feeling to be given its morning kiss, its suckler's invitation to rise. After a kiss tender and strong as bisexual Hermes, L's nurse, with one arm round her shoulder, with the other placed L's penis dilated, but yet soft and relaxed, into the mouth of a urine bottle. L urinated copiously. So shed of shyness, he quizzed. Is that to a service as well as a release? Isn't every service a release? And every relief a contribution. <coughs> the voice was of a gentleness that L realised for it. All that was being replied was an obvious truth. An obvious fact of sane reciprocity. Symbiotic, co-equal, give and therefore take. Take and a blessed necessity you can, can but give. After all, the gentle thing wishing to be explicit as it was self-exposed. Surely breathing in is as much fun for the lung as breathing out. They told me of every inspiration, if you welcome it wholly, does inspire, make you expand in understanding. And every expiration shows you, expiration, sorry, shows you what enlarging fun it will be for those who can release with every outbreathing, for them, what superb elation will be letting one last breath, let one free to decapsulate. The shy small boy, excusory look, was poignantly winning. I'm a nurse. My job, they tell me, I ought to say vobation, V O B A T I O N. No, sorry, vocation <laughs> is a nursey. But I've owned it, didn't I? I've learned 
these queer little phrases. I'm told they help make grow up. Grown ups let me nurse them. For grown ups, it's more they're outsiders, the more they feel it's naughty and dirty for me to kiss them, horrid for me to lick them. They must know the cat is always carrying in its mouth its kittens, licking them all over and keeping its little lair clean by swallowing their tiny droppings. Our chooser picked me, specially to be your foster, he said, and, and said you'd understand. I were to say to you what I could do for you to make you as easy as a kitten was to say it was his respect for you that made him want me. To say that as you are being made young again, happy again, if you would let me, you could in my arms find yourself, find again your really free self. I'd lull you back so all your sharp questions would shed off like thorny scales. You'd go behind being a man, or for that, a woman, your mind and mood as smooth as a child's new skin. His splendid breast swelled while his big animal eyes filled with tears and his huge lips trembled. You don't mind. You're not hurt by a nurse using words he doesn't hardly know. But I know that little heart of yours has been hurt till near everything hurts and near all things and most of those things and doings that are so sweet the sky, so, so sweet disgusted. Oh, my heart aches for you, honey. L for a moment, had started. It's damned kind of you, but... Though I'll tell you at the start, living in our world stung, it's toughened my hide. Maybe it's the only way. Then he saw the large, patient, <coughs> hyper-enjoying eyes overflowed and the powerful arms wavered toward L. His throat swelled as the hands touched him and the arms unfolded. He buried his face in huge bounteously stored breasts and the sobs of total recall of the futile pain of life burst into the full tear storm L as the gasp of recovery signalled the passing of the paroxysm lay found himself staunched with kisses as tender as strong his eyes were white for him he was lifted into an easy chair his ribs and hair plucked armpits were tickled till he chuckled and wriggled. The nurse valet brought over his tray and fed him. Strange, but a fact. His reason had at last lost its pernicious, degrading, deadly, life-poisoning venom whereby it transmutes. As it could, would and did with its perverse, misinterpretive evil spell. What was revealed by the direct evidence of the senses to be luscious and relishful and stimulating into the nauseating, taboo-induced horror. The atavistic loathing that Muslim and Jews 
have for bacon and Hindu for beef. Alone and purely superstitious and without tie to any source of compassion, rightly roused by an animal being made die in panic and pain. He even laughed when his nurse body servant, with a shy, winsome smile, as with the lunchable blade-sided fork, he cut up <coughs> the stiff morsel cast in sausage shape, thronged it and offered the fragrant morsel to his lips. His feeder tittering com- com- commented, These, like the freshest of eggs, were new laid for you, not an hour ago, as my offering to you, formed as well as filled by me. We who are nurses, and are therefore specially fed to yield the richest possible milk, I ask for special diet with your own flavouring, as a particular private service to you, my master babe. L, his mouth flooded with a gush of appreciative saliva, was at a loss for words. But the gust of an unsuspected, yes, keen, uh, gluttony rose his feelings as he bolted his food. He found an idea query rising into his mind. Then, that's the reason why my Lulu was fitted with an airplane. Yes, of course. If we're not to live murderously on animals, we will save our own output. The meals you have been given here have purged you of the decaying animal flesh that was in your bowl, bowl sorry, so I could taste and appreciate your natural sweetness. And the cook picked for me the food that would make my output match yours. This frankness and charm triggered L's peristalsis. His nurse taking the now empty dish, held it so that I could replace its contents. Next, put Elle's lips on his nips and the breast spurted its super rich milk down Elle's gulping throat. Now I go back to my other role. Nursing over, it's time for being dressed. With the swift surety of a valet body servant, he worked up he worked on and up L's tights with their ultra padded seats, whisked L into corsets which laced him menoingly. L felt a fresh thrill as he saw his waist cinched, C-I-N-C-H-E-D, and felt his belly supported. His diaphragm and stomach made ride high. With a neat twist, his shot-loaded testes and their gun were encapsulated and sheathed. Bras were fitted. L had been proud of his muscle pectoral perturbance. He certainly welcomed the artful exaggeration. The jacket with its almost horn-shaped shoulder padding and tight sleeves at elbow gave way to kidskin surface gloves. Finally, he was seated while Miguel Buckets, for that was his name, the buckets, at his feet, worked on and up 
ultra high heeled patent leather boots. Then, following Miguel through the high palace corridors, he stilted gracefully, swaying along, all the while feeling the hypertonic tension through every sinew of his tautly rout body. In the audience chamber, after a whispered exchange and thanks between A.E. and Miguel, the arbiter of elegance turned to L. I'm sure you're pregnant with pregnant queens. Night is the one time. Sleep, the one state which can plumb below that schizoid spastic mind that named itself the mode and split its psyche into objective. Like it's hard fact, though factor meant to the Romans, and in their Latin, an artifact, and so yeah, um, and split its psyche into objective and subjective, which was fancy, imagination, the creative composition, the elastic containing womb, the hypothesis, which produces a new birth of a more comprehensive understanding, a new, so aptly named, sport, a product of the new game, the new actor with the new makeup, the new stage costume whereby and in which he creates the new role which calls for and in which he fulfills the new scene, the new ecological stage. Inevitably, from spectators they find themselves hyphened into supers and from becoming mere background applause resonators and generators, accepting the perf- pro-offered masks find not only their psychs their sight but their somas their uh, their touch as they imitate their side by side anonymous brothers seated on their left and right groping, gripping and being groped and gripped as the actors so touch and clasp you know too how the demi-crypto stage has so developed out of the psychodrama. The AE chuckled. Partly the orthodox therapy preliminary of reading the minutes of the last meeting, now, therefore, following the rules of all company board meetings, we scan the agenda. Elle felt the gurgling post-smile pre-laugh-emphatic infantic, sorry, infantic chuckle writhe in his throat at this cosmic periphrasic prelord born as an inquiry as to how he had slept and ingeniously modulated into theory. L's mind homing instinct to get on with his migratory tribe and arrive at its fertilising and breeding ground was once more as A.E. had taught him to distinguish and define the buckets, not frustrated, but thwarted. L. rightly sensed, as the feeling of being cinched, that the reason his nurse brewer gave for his EU-agon, EU-agon, gave his in and outside a new lift. <sighs> to L.'s courtesy, counter-question, you slept well? <laughs> 
I've done the day's work. The night's sleep for four electrified hours. Slumber, which leaves. After the physiological repair work, two hours of the REM slumber in which, as my mind was trained in the four-directed dream, my creative image dreaming gives me a preview of where lie my next steps and how conceive which of these stations, in fact, not of the cross, but stand sectors of the rising spiral, I should recognise and make explicit, actualise. One personal remark may encourage you in the registers of tone which give away the temper, like it's against or for fearful rejection, defensive or curious, receptive or extended. That's extend with an IV at the end. Your tone has gone from querulous through quizzical to the avid and to its elders' awkward, embarrassing and flat vetohood of stop asking questions. The unguarded, auto-incented curiosity shown by pecking at others exploring itself and examining its auto-products. Now, agenda, as you kindly cooperated with your valet de chambre et couture, as your flair, I consent, is de rigueur. Let's visit this AM, our nursery sector, our permissive forcing house. I think I'll, I'll change the, uh, the background sounds. Let's, uh, let's just go here quick. Sourceful secrets, that should be good. Or other gummy. As the A.E. rose, he added, This is a combine of the old gardener florist's nursery and the old nursery school, the kinder, uh, the kindergarten, kindergarten, the just trotting infant's garden of good, which is mimesis, M-I-M-E-S-I-S, and Ebel, E-B-E-L. Uh, which is bullions. The two reciprocal escapement forces of imitation and exploration, of conforming stylishness and feroche, that's F-A-R-O-U-C-H-E, far outside ism. After all, for a century, we've known that unless the infant before it's, it's shut in the arbitrary confines of limited sounds, with their falsely sharp finalities, has some months of practicing on the entire range of mouth-produced sound when it comes to an actual language of its group. It will be slow, stumbling, stammering, hesitant in sentence-shaping and blurred in diction. But its famous shackling, bridling, biting is bitterly paid for. As Horf's, that's W-H-O-R-F's, is Horf's famous study of the till then despised Hopi tongue pood, Hopi's language permits them a communicatory recognition of community and also an exchange of profound and relevant information 
and even a truer sense of space-time than ever the fatal success of Greek-worded Aristotle logic bound reasoning could ever permit or even know it was missing and making it impossible for its really tongue-tied, sound-meaning, paralysed people prisoners ever even to perceive. As they reached the palace door, the A.E. remarked, As this is not a therapeutic feast day, granted as I told you, but by the fully emotively hatched those still lagging to bring their body sense up to date with their mind's good sense. Today we resume our progression. How this observation was made observable, El saw he must be being shown, but was a little at a loss how. For the first thing his eyes fell on were the four dress paraded sentries. But this time, instead of the gesture of adoration, the humble offering of their mead, the two pairs, the couple of sailors and the pair of soldiers, stood with proud erectness, the spine as stiff still as its mini-model, the phallus. As host and guest wide stride stilted down the palace ramp, El couldn't resist his ego's temptation to hint at inconsistency. Why keep those atrophied vestiges of violence mounted at your door? They surely suggest to the people you don't quite trust them. What is trust? Is it understanding or blind faith in infallibility? The quick Elonchic Socratic flip flip back brush off. That's E-L-E-N-C-H-I-C. The quick, elenchic, Socratic, flip-back, brush-off, slighted L's self-love. You have, I know, and they must just suspect, as we know of those love-trained lions, retained your claws. But the love-trained lions can and do have them retracted, self-sheathed and equally able at a twitch to unscabbard them. That's un and then S-C-A-B-B-A-R-D. Unscabbard. Yes, you keep a natural face-saving right to upmanshippery by showing, though pleased, you still hold your cynic acid in reserve to douse any of this show and see if it's sham and can be made reveal its falsity by corroding under your ejected venom. As a cobra, too lazy to strike spews its poison in its victim's eye. Uh, Don't apologise. It is I that should. A host should never expose his guest's ignorance, and I had an unfair advantage. Once I saw you could stand in those boots and and stand there toe and patching, I knew you either must have been a first-rate ballet dancer, though your record showed you never had in your life time out to achieve the sustained agon, A-G-O-N, got to find out what that agon means, of the full on-the-point pirouette. Or your toenails must have been extracted. Toenails, of course, Miguel, who had seen and fingered every part of you, reported, for he is so gentle, 
he was anxious. For you are his bambino pro tem, and he lives in the right now. You are acting brave. He was so comforted when, as your dresser, he had to hoove you, and you were raised, spurred to the aesthetic edge of rapture, just short of helpless, addictive lust. Where the addict Maso Algo Langnick can only slump moaning with real morbid rape rapture. Crush me to coma, to death, lash me to ribbons, stigmata this flesh with deep infective wounds. Brand me so I'll be branded indelibly like the crawling slave I long to be. I'll be raped till my anus is ruptured and every bowel action gives me ever heightened anguish. This prognosis silenced him. In his memory of his crypto underworld maniac groups, on one of which, for a high fee, he'd been voyeur, such a rape right he had seen and heard, what he had repressed, a worship of Dionysus the Grus, Z-A-G-R-E-U-S, gruesomest black, but rather delivered and alive victim groupers, mass where the group divided into actives and passives. Each lash for that began the right that was the guilt confession discipline go back it, called forth from the recipient's encore 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 again. Next stage of the blessed sacrifice of the victim, the nails were plucked out by the roots. Meanwhile the actives, shuddering vicarious rapture, sucked like virtuous vampires the blessed guilt-dissolving blood which dripped from the redeeming victim's wounds. As the supreme moment of consecration was obviously just under the time horizon. If this was the full supergrusian culminant act of the rite of Dionysus Zagrus, now they acted as did the Athenian mad matrons. Sick of the Socratic ultra skeptical enlarged sterile wisdom or word cynicism, they made an Ephebe, that's E and then P-H-O-E-B-E, Ephebe drunk and then falling on him, a frantic display of energy, with only their hands and teeth munched his flesh, biting out first his bottom, his breasts and his belly, and eviscerated him with the woe cry of E-U-O-I, chanted and screamed. He recalled with a shudder that it was with actual relief that the youngest of the three auto-victims was raised and his fellow victims holding him seated on the altar made him lean back. Their legs splayed and held so open at the signal as the co-half victims with their teeth embedded in the napes, the shoulders and the forearms and the kneeling adorers simply jaw-trapped the calves and the feet. While the to be communicants in both kinds chanted the Johannine Christian gospel instruction, chanted the actual words put into the mouth of the by blood Vediba. Unless you munch my flesh and swirl my blood, you have no pardon. You are still in your fatal leprous sins, a soul of Taurus added. 
and underlined the torture of guilt. At the summons, approach and partake of the actual body of your Lord. Then his memory blurred over the hover. Later, when he was all alone, El remembered his relief in violent vomit. The next thing he recalled hearing, you have no memory of that. What that was, he could never recall, and the month at the full moon, he would awake. His body drenched with sweat, nails piercing his clenched palms, his bedclothes stained with blood-coloured vomit, and now that he that had faded to a rare, only mood-marked, fleeting lunar nightmare, he found he had been standing stock-still, stiff as a cataleptic. He felt a hand on his shoulder. Next heard A.E.'s voice. An attack of petit mal is, we now know, the surest and safest symptom of a sisum's first pangs of parturition, or, as birth has now no trauma, the healthy reaction to oncoming metamorphosis from pupahood, pupa, P-U-P-A, pupahood, to full imago explication, I-M-A-G-O. As you have naturally a touch of post-cushion, pre-incubus memory, we won't need to return to the subject which triggered the seizure. I offer my apologies. My record of the incident you have just manifestly relieved was not entered in your biography, extensive as it is. But though too eruptive, you in ten minutes have recovered and, being now ready enough, drawn the shot venom from your grossly degraded and misperformed right of rebirth, rejuvenation. They had started again to swing along with that gait which combined the ostrich's pace with a hint of the rhythmic sway of the mini giraffe. Eld mind was refreshed with the re-unleashed child curiosity as the first post-humans that crossed their path prompted a question. For it was a brace of the pages, evident from sharply kit, from shapely kit, like shapely kit and co-shapely figure. And just behind, a pair of usher uniformed adolescent Diana Phoebes. Uh, that's Diana plus Phoebe, or boy. In the mid-distance could be glanced a couple of coupling vernal Phoebidians, that's Phoebe plus Diana. And in the far distance paraded a twosome of Apollodians, that's Apollo plus Diana. Truly gilded yellow golden super youths. Is that all? El blurted. You mean you want to ask where are the elders? Still more oldsters? The answer is why? Before El could press the point, and indeed he felt he must have so misstated the question and therefore made it unanswerable that as his mind stood thwarted, their striding feet rose up a fairly steep ramp, a steep ramp. On its crest they paused, for there the arms of the circling light looked like those turfy 2,000-year-old dykes, like 2,000-year-old dykes. Those earth-mound and ditch-curved 
secretized secretized c i c a t r i z e d secretized wounds inflicted on the patient earth which show as high tide line deposits indicate the limits of the solution of waters go back the limits of psychosocial cohesion <coughs> those bounds beyond which the peaceful compositional bond of kinship or kindship and kith k-i-t-f uh, sorry no, not f-h uh, kith and kindness seized lost its solving power of the sharp species of crystallised out negative polled selfhood and all outside were hostess 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 that's about two S's though. To be held at bay or held as hostages or raided to provide slaves. Descending the other side, they found themselves in a miniature, touchingly child-sized landscape. The dwarf trees were greater triumphs of root-pruning, root growth-restraining, arboriculture than ever achieved by any jackmaster in the shaping of these so highly prized bonsais. The ponds were two feet deep. <coughs> the grass half length yet springingly tough. Copious demi trees, fruit loathing their spray branches to bend within yards of the ground, bordered the grass drives. Soon the denizens glanced into view as Pure Lundens. That's uh, P U E R L U D E N S. Pure Lundens chased and caught each other, tumbled and sprawled. No guardians appeared to haunt this uninhibited pre permission stage and performance. They were all nude. And as in their appearance, they had not a shred of concealment. Neither was their conduct circumscribed by any decorum. Their playfulness informed every organ, member and limb. Indeed, it was clear that lacking all sense of separateness, still less privacy, it was obvious they had no notion that any body which they brushed against or handled and or were brushed by, groped by, or groomed, was another personal right individual, insulated by sense of separate existence. They, in discriminating promiscuity, thrust finger, tongue, and a few, <coughs> the gently erect phalloi into another mouth, armpit, nostril, or anus, that might consciously or unconsciously present itself for inspection, investigation, Exploration. Like puppies, they never seized their tumbling play. Wavelets of life. Itself staunchly rippling over the almost solvent sand, the almost semi pregnant silt. Feeling that, not drink it.
No guardians, question mark, was, as was increasingly common, Antiphony, that's A-N-T-I, and a phoned Antiphony with the counter question, why? The kids did not so much disregard them as took them for granted. Never suspecting these right spelling giants had views on or any curiosity over their accoutre presences. They eased themselves as effortlessly as unaware of any exceptionality that this relief differed from exhalation or eruption or the delicious revolving of the little finger in the ear or up the nose. Others nearly always gave casual attention to an evacuator, <coughs> and inspecting, as do all animals guided by the most far-ranged and valuable of the diagnostic sensors. Both the output <coughs> and testing it for further findings with their finger and also the flask's lip from which it had been uttered and which had cast the shaped, the odorous, odorous load. Some would shut their eyes and enjoy having their faces sprayed by the urethra jet. It was perhaps a furlong further through the meandering grass paths that they came on a, cl- on a cluster of infants swarming over what close inspection showed were three or four three or four serpine figures <laughs> they were semi stripped the furuled F-E-R-R-U-L-E-D the furuled phylong hose suspended from cinches all the rest of the bodies were nude. The stark new children were like kittens taking suck from their mother. As fish of all sizes will wait in order, queue for their turn till their teeth cleaning small dental hygienist fish can attend to them. So the, ta- <coughs> so the takers of suck waited till the giver of suck was ready for them to attach to the disengaged teeth. What, however, caught Elle's attention was the serene, smiling expression of profound content. The eyes, slowly opening, looked up at Elle's intent gaze. Yes, most females find in suckling a suffused but profound euphoric release from any possible stress. Copulation is a convulsive fever, suckling a deep calm of accomplishment. It is true, the AE commented, Whenever over-concern about the outcome of some new and daring project makes one of our members become hurried and lose the right tempo which keeps the entire circadian sisum rhythms in perfect accord. Our diagnosticians advise the invariably successful self-therapy of a suckling vacation. In this, these youngsters entire occupation to grow undeviatingly orthograded L interjected why not 
these variable reply to L still in it, gambits, jerked L's mind back to opening up his widest focal attention. By entire, you were hinting only and proposing inadequacy. And that, even you can see, is about the most inept term. Lamotte says non-just that could be picked. Lamotte says non-just. Indeed, the most casual and careless glancer could hardly avoid seeing these yet bantlings are precisely adequated. Imbalance, yes. Uh, reciprocants in balance in and with the three fields or um, welts U-M for mother W-E-L-T-S um, welts of their triple concentric environs <coughs> they are inserted and neatly fitted as keys cut to a mesh with the wards first and outermost with the fitness. The, to them, perfectly adjusted and proportioned parking. Next, into their symbiosis, ortho-impaction of mother euphorized, like euphoria, euphorized, like euphorized, by giving suck and the infant co-equally euphorized by taking suck and thus at deepest grasp as it munches the spurting teat it gives to its feeder by its bites a perfect fusion of spurring pain pain sorry and soothing pleasure of release and thirdly its mutual play exploration and discovery with its sibs again L felt again L felt the crestfallenness of the never-ceasing inquisitorial desire to debunk and instead the basic fundamental pelvic relief welling up as it integrally knowing the fissure between criticism and questioning conviction was close healing was closing healing it was clear the AE was least likely to underscore a dem- demonstrated conclusion so it was inevitable, not to call it natural, L was learning enough not to play with the ineptest and most abstract of nouns. It was consequently apt that L's host guide, powerful, powerful persuader, should shift the scene with the stage and troupe with an alien uh, direction given with pointed aim. We have left the zone of babyhood. Imprinting the basic foundation of all spontaneous growth has, I must repeat, to be made, can only be laid down <coughs> when in the first 18 months the rock bottom of racial kindness and sense of symbiotic belonging is still lying exposed. As the baby smiles, it is offering a tentative invitation, a gesture asking that its inquiry may be welcomed by a hug. Unwelcome, there tumbles in on the open shaft and its naked floor the silt of discouragement, the rubble of fear, the garbage of despair in which filth, the poisonous seed of the killer weed cynicism, will spread its tough rootage and rear its poison weed cynicism, sorry, its poisonous flower whose pollen poisons humanity. 
Oh, we got a star here. <coughs> so they're on the foot, they said, See the two films, Grief, the killing despair of the babe, totally mother deserted, in its first month up to its 18th month. Ooh. That's the first uh, star. Well, we have seen proper imprinting, better called Right Welcome, Right Invitation. The reply to the infants inquiring whether it is wanted. <coughs> now we see the next floor to be laid on this first base con construct. That is, of course, the next level. After imprinting comes, in due course, conditioning. Imprinting is quite pre-self-conscious, pre-consented. The babe is somewhat like a photographic plate. Expose it to light, and whatever the light shows at that moment happens to be around, the plate must, in or out of focus, distorted or foggy, carry that image for good or ill. For as the immediate environment um, wealth of the human baby is never neutral, unlike that inorganic environment confronting a reptile breaking from its hot sand hatchery, this presentation must be either actively welcoming or actively rejected. But with conditioning, the big brains discover they have to and can select by now. They are moving about, making oral, tactile, olfactory discoveries. They should find the parent, not merely a cherisher, but an inviter to exploration in what to pursue, what to shun. Oh, it's a page under there, though. We found it was like the RAM breakthrough correlation key to recovery of the whole unfractured long length dreams. Similarly, similarly correlations of physical with psychic horizon levels. Whereas the nipple was in proportion to the infant's mouth, the size and proportions of a winning, well filled lingam. So the boy sized mouth is feeling for a large sized teeth to satisfy it. In short, the great lingam injector spewing the much higher powered male milk with its copious wealth of growth hormones and brain stimulators. <coughs> Next, the boy finds it natural uh, to be tongue untied by being taught how to give his parent delicate varieties of delight as he is instructed with that delicate tester and rouser, the mouth, tongue and lips, which together are learning to make the complex play, the at least 3,000 movements required to make intelligible speech. The boy is narrowing his speech capacity with soundlessly red print to make sounds and written words and with slavish dependence on maths to make signs hardly ever spoken. To concentrate and narrow down on an abstract design which gives quantitative power releasing equations with disastrous results, while our quality charged group binding songs, poetry and edifying, inspiring prose is despised and left to the professional deceivers, the politicos. <coughs> the politicos. A boy so learns in very truth the language of true love. Some are naturally more gifted, but none leaves boyhood utterly unaccomplished. The risk, 
and it must be taken is that, as with the rats and their having to give themselves their own precise electric ecstasy impulse, balance, a boy and a grown-up may become exclusively channeled to each other, mutually interdependent. The fatalism of the perfect marriage. So impacted, the boy with his thankful delight in returning rapture to his trainer and the master, now being so amply rewarded, addicted to his people's gratitude response, though because of their imprinting, they are incapable of ingratitude, still less succession. The two may become dutifully, punctuously formed, fully formal, faultless functionaries. Recall Lao Tzu, when Tao was lost, Tao, the great stream of upward flowing, effortless, upborn, erenic ascent, then of necessity, virtue had to appear. Virtue with its rigid jaw set, pitiless, easeless, self-torturing and self-admiring heroics. But how avoid it? Elwood swept by his first enthusiastic, spontaneously hopeful, curiosity prompted, happy ending wonder. A.E. actually laughed. The laugh is life's and on with at our expense to show there is no doubt how priggish, priggishly, priggishly, prig, priggishly, we were sure we had the whole bag of tricks in our clever little lock-picking fingers and handy forebrains. <coughs> like so many fundamental discoveries that solved the till then stubborn shut problems, this basic solution to the problem of the subtlest of thwarting frustrations one that has persistently ruined mankind, the lesser intense loyalty strangling the greater, the Confucian master Mandarin so frequently actually robbing the greatest creative civilised community to obtain the security of the, his children, was we found afterwards discovered archaically misnamed, like Priestley's Philostion. Philostion? That's P-H-L-O-G-I-S-T-O-N. Philostion. And as Priestley's find, had to be rediscovered and rightly or less mistaken renamed oxygen. So the great Chinese basic neutral knowledge of the body that had been sounded on resonated when plumbed, was only treated by the aesthetic mandarins as a private relaxant, not a co-stimulant. Sensing that the ear by itself with its finely drawn, lovely abstraction called music, must leave the other master senses unengaged. These life receptors, with preventative pre-science, reinitiated their restorative re-establishment of hearing with its original partner, physical movement. The tune with the dance, the most intimate and basic of the senses, feeling, touch, actual physical contact, Coordinated once more, undergirding, linking and anchoring the mind, which was even losing touch with sight. Lost even to the social companionship through rational conversation or even of spoken poetry or imaginative prose. While physique tied corporal reality, this mind drifted away on the tide of pure sound. A separation, a vacuous escape, which today has led to deliberately cacophonous chaos. Uh, C-A-C-O-P 
P-H-O-N-O-U-S. Caconophus. Chaos. They took and made a link. They put the violin where it could play and moved the sense of touch. Excuse me, Elle hesitantly was begging for a question. Leave pause. Excuse me, at least the the most vigorous music makers do rouse their audience to rise and move. A.E. encouragingly answered, a highly relevant and instructive case in point. It is true the world over is prancing to these ancient life-religion rhythms. Life-religion rhythms. And consider their actual performances in tune with these non-academic extemporizationists. Extemporizationists. True pairs ramp, not romp, in front of, but not in flesh contact with, his or her co-ramper but neither ever actually co-clenching with the co-rouser. This is futile tantalisation. Indeed, if this were brought to climatic collision then, like the Manids, Manids and Basavids, that's M-A-E-N-A-D-S, Manads maybe, and Basavids, B-A-S-S-A-R-I-D-S, the more far out and down demon-possessed dame must Serenaza, the wise, uh, assassinate her lover. Serenaza. That's a, a classic tune, classical tune. From grasshopper to spider mating, from praying mantis to so, so fertilised queen bee, the female eviscerates the male while his male appendage still twitches out its last droplets of seed into her womb, she completes the emptying of her enruptured, ruptured lover. Once a battered or maenid had gorged on the still twitching fresh boy's flesh, only that diet could give her a gluttony that made being copulated by the quick-sated male a sensation as tame as it was fleeting. Quick sated, is it? Sated, S-A-T-E-D. No, that poor consumptive Lawrence and Blair, Blair, B-L-E-A-R, Blair Visioned, Blair Visioned, Groping Huxley. <laughs> the freebile passion of their waning, ebbing life lay in a quaking, hacking, coughed fancy. The false belief in the identification of the true free self with pristine savagery, which they wholly misconceived, while Lawrence spit up his hemorrhaging lungs. Huxley took out his frustration in royalty, profitable, detailed gloating, masturbatory descriptions of men being fiendishly tortured into a screaming death. No, there is no return. Only a fall into a trapped, addicted, imaginary obsession with a high-projected hell there. But there is possible a real progress in orthostimulation, in psychophysical impaction. Back then, to the almost liberated and enlightened hyper-sophisticate mandarinate, 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 they wedded super-fundamentalism 
through profoundest touch and its century-sustained rapture with the musical instrument which can utter the most piercing and poignant notes and chords that can stab the heart, the real nerve plexal, plex, yeah, plexal core, P-L-E-X-A-L. So they did, so they did make a valid contemporary breakthrough, thrust up. They were dauntless pioneers, penetrating a new frontier, attaining and breasting a new uncharted, close-shut path. They were no escapists. They were driving their path along a perilous track, incessantly posted by authority after authority, as forbidden on pain of atrocious death. They were straining to reach the small gap where, anyhow, the Temerius, T-E-M-E-R-A-R-I-O-U-S, Temerius trespasser may himself be killed by the beetling executioner, swift killer and barrier avalanche. But right at the summit of the pass, uh, i.e. when they could prevent the stimulating stimulantic stimulantic drive from triggering the falling sickness, the grand mal fell in convulsion. They slid in that narrow chute into a cul-de-sac. The two impactees were locked, compacted, mortis and tendon as one. Tenon, sorry, not tendon. Tenon, T-E-N-O-N-E-D. As the master himself raged to almost intolerable ecstasy, as the slave boy drove him to straining gas driven up and out, as the violin made the rectum convulsively spur while the boy's lips, tongue and throat, remorselessly worked and the elder was swirled into the cataleptic rigor carnis. The castrate catamite felt oot uh, castrator was oot captive led by the nose is the puritan euphemism for being chained by the phallus what you're saying if I may summarise to show I've been following for L in fact was find herself being sunk like Lemuel Gulliver in the Brob Dignasian was of his nurse that's B-R-O-B D-I-N-G-N-A-G-I-A-N Rob Dignation Wagbone of his nurse If I may generalise is a comprehensive series of tri-correlations The infant is first The infant is first oral oral, sorry, oral because its first focus of consciously direct attention is and must be condensed on and around the wellspring of its nutritional life nutritional life the milk distend swell breast and the mouth filling teeth so pleasure and learning are linked and from this alone curiosity can spring nugier n-e-u-g-i-e-r the lust for the new <coughs> for venture also uh, as the mother has two breasts it is kept from being fixated on one particular arousant it is so made aware of symbiosis, the basis of all social reciprocity. So lust, intuitive bodily desire, under feeling and understanding, rational explanation, are kept in pace. The Pascalian semantic romantic blunder of the heart have its reasons. Uh, 
This tangle is straightened by straightforward accuracy in phraseology. Quite plain when it's put unmetaphorically. The body knows its way about, and the sison finds its way up and head first by its oral grasp on the grip, the hole provided by its suckling parent. Next, in infancy's step towards a more self-dependence and self-choice comes step two, the anal phase. Again, in homo inhibitus, through its elders, false passion for a premature and dangerous repression. Due time for self-control comes at three. At four, review for you are uncovering and exposing the only homo evolutionist observe. Man advances only if he can be let neotenize. Uh, N-E-O-T-E-N-I-Z-E. Neotenize. Cooperate with his pedomorphic drive. Interesting concepts by Huxley. Uh, by Herzl. <coughs> From five ages of man. But, yeah. A.E. Nobbed. You cited the Aradni. A-R-I-A-N-E. Aradni clue. Which like thesis in the labyrinth. We have hold of and are following up. Not to kill the monster Minotaur, but to find back of the hour. Glass, hyper-breasted mother, and her corseted, still-suckling boy. <coughs> the crypto-image of the blended, by-natured, double-equipped, epicene god. She, the mother, raped by her son while he sucks her. This incestuous pair Oh, so it reabsorbs the double snakes of the caduceus hermic phallic rod. The flying phallus wound round with its copulating twin snakes. Hence, as Isis, the moon mother, is copulated from his earth tomb by the buried Osiris. And she bears Ra, who is the sun, who is the raptor hawk, Horus. So the pharaoh becomes himself the incarnation of the unstable binary force of one mana, M-A-N-A, spellbound obedience, conservation, preservation with two, the expansive entropic explosive force of the armed violence, in brackets, locus classicus, hepshapshut, and thutmosis the third. Yeah, we went to, the, we went to uh, Egypt, we saw hepshapshut. H-A-T I'm probably I'm thinking about it wrong hot chicken soup uh, guide I love it H-A-T S-H-E-P S-U-T and Footmosis the third excited by flattery approval <coughs> L broke in again so oral phase over and uh, sorry so oral phase over and serving its part anality in turn, is now seen as a threefold right, as a three-note chord. That the anal phase is right to go into action. Isn't it proved by the fact that the muscles for conscious control of rectal restraint are ready and only ready precisely when the infant, brackets, orally satisfied and anally evacu evacuationally functioning at the call of the inherent inborn unnoticed evacuation, brackets, 
learns to save its products for those time periods where it can deposit its species in the food bank. Bravo! And as you've cited the third phase, you can see the third synchronistic development phase in its digestive metabolic aspect and in its correlational social aspect. At eight years old, by our neoteric development, developmental rate and measured, right timed pace, the child, one, has conscious control of its anal sphincters. Two, this assures its bowel and whole alimentary canal can be impregnated with our culture of bacterial strains that alone can enrich its evacuations so that three times it will remasticate, salivate, salivate, sorry, hydrochlorate in the stomach and then finally deliver for good as our highest nutritional solid diet. And three, its social bond and binding power will equally be widened. How? Question mark. Right. I can of course, till now, it's one social tie is with its feeder, and this feeder at the start, though twin-breasted, must be the one person who first put it to ut, U-T-E, uh, udders, and thrust open its mouth, triggering its tongue and lips to suck. In short, the infant is so inevitably imprinted, but with the anal phase and the new delight brewed by the frustrative dilation of the rectum and exercise of the anal sphincter muscles to alternately consciously contract and retain and voluntarily expand and discharge a new conscious pleasure calls the boy on. This is his auto-conditioning, the acquisition of a good habit and as all habits worthy of that abused approval objective, as helpful, helpful, not helpful, as healthful and delightful to the performer as nourishing to his fellows more than any milk. The final crowning proof of unique social value, the boy feels imprinted loyalty to his first feeder, which, if not extendable, will lead to the matriarchic family exclusive loyalty. Go back. Remember, on that enclosing reef, Confucian China, claiming its moral teaching, T-E, with an arrow above the E, T, led, though it never did, to civilization, wide gen, J-E-N, set its lagoon-locked human craft to crash on the hidden enclosing a told coral reef. Left alone, however, now with anal craving developed, the boy who has been, while an infant, held and energised solely by Eros, need, can now and does feel the first delicious spasms of philia, brotherhood, expanding, seeking to serve, to offer itself to be humiliated, which means, of course, not craving cravenness, but, as says Lao Tzu, making himself as the patient or receptive, gratefully rain acceptance soil. We being at least sane all know the child, as Jim Old's electro-raptured rats, is always the best informed by his rectal feeling when he is demanding ripe and then takes up the provocant 
exposure posture. Even the dark age, we alone have emerged from, in the case of an official psychiatrist, court-appointed examiner of the child who claims a respectable friend of the family molested him, or the experts AVER, A-V-E-R, but never dare say so in court, in their secret reports to their fellow, <coughs> to their fellow child psychiatrists. They know that it was the child, out of its own basic need and its secondary impulse for revenge on its elders, capped up a deluge of ego-enhancing pity and hyperpetty that was the agent provocateur. And as we never initiate, neither do we ever not answer, still less rebuff but generously welcome and instruct the inviter. So what is still to me the chief concern is woven the knitting of social loyalty, the surpassing of eros by philia, of a social psychophysical kinship, kinship of polis-wide netted and knitted civilization-spanning, firmly correlational loyalty. Well, and a chuckle, you've been kind enough to listen to the pre-tour verbal outline. We can now feel the meaning of all we're going to witness and watch. A.E. leading, they began to wend, that's W-E-N-D, and wind through a conceitfully planned maze. The winding thicket dense hedging left the path so narrow it could only be followed in single file. The still nude, still to be regularised eases are kept from straying the other part of the more formal side of the garden by this simple device. For another valuable correlation, we discovered the child's change up into a more self-consciously recognised pleasure synchronises with a new capacity for attentively sustained curiosity. So when the noodlings, noodling sucklings come to this maze, they do not feel bought or penned. As they penetrated the AE leading, they reached where the track divided into three. Please note, A.E. explained, when the wandered off by itself reaches this point, his aimless morandling is halted. It has to make a choice. Two of the roots curve back and evacuate and return the stray into the companionship field he deserted and now is feeling lost without. For communication experts now have found and demonstrated that the first long phase of communication is to establish communion, community empathy. Only when that is firm as a deeply found fulcrum, pivot, does the mind reach out and contact the extra umwelt, U-M-W-E-L-T, of the fully cohesed societies. Some few obsolescent tribes do still exist in the isolation of deserts and the engagement of jungles. Their constituents do see their environment through the condensing lens made by the whole depth of the social composing mythos. Our nonsense talk, our cleavage term, objectivity, is truth reality. Subjectivity is illusion falsity, is the glaring symptom of our schizo split psyche. Hence the objective gives us the vision of mechanic chaos, proved to be real just because it gives power that obliterates. 
and the subjective gives us the vision of escape into the powerless vacuum of the void nirvana. Finding that was our third synchronic confirmation we were on the right track, for we were permitting a physical opening to the child just when it was right to cooperatively explore and curiosity driven to evacuate himself into his more intimate, more provoking environment. For the third opening, looks as obviously no more than an arbor, A-R-B-O-R, a semicircular hedge bay, an apt-shaped alcove. Glancing at that, the stray doesn't even enter the ark. But the boy, who had mentally attained curiosity, conscious exploration and systematic, sustained investigation of himself, by himself, for he pointlessly random co-play with his till now infantic random fumblings and tumblings now bores him. So by himself he is experimentally exploring the one cryptic unclosed unclosed passage in in himself his anus Curiosity, like charity, begins at home on oneself. As the conscientiously brave research chemist first tries out his new drug on himself, then asks the outer world to take it. And further, curiosity beginning at home in the one remaining sacred shrine and catacomb, the private latrine where the state permits the adult to play with his parts and scrutinise their outputs. Exploration, pari passu with equal personality, investigates its puzzling, enclosing environment. This, of course, is the one that, returning to the maze, goes right into the arbour and pokes about, feels his way. Of course, as you see now, and A.E. had now led L right into the first depth and back of the deep, app-shaped arbour, you went behind the little Hellenistic altar of Papyrus, Papyrus, P-R-A-I-A-P-U-S. Turn round and look back and out. You could see what any outsider looking in must overlook. The sweeping curve of the other apse was not a clean sweep, a single defence leaf wall. It was laminated. The outer beginning of the curve was just abreast of the grassy altar step or platform. Subtly, but suddenly recessed. You see, it's a trick of perspective whereby the eye looking in from in front can't perceive this quick transition, the dilation expansion of absidic curve. Now standing here, and now looking sore, that from this standpoint, this inner view there were two narrow embrasure hyphens. The one on our left is only a vertical straight piece of panel of leafage wicker work. Clipped thicket. The recessive panel on our right, the person, persistent explore, explorer can squeeze through. A.E. went forward with his two hands plunged into the basket tight woven withies. Picked and distended two saplings as tensely, toughly, sinewedly lift and a lift, L-I-T-H-E and a gap opened. From the dark green dust within, he whispered back, Take hold of these two withies, this pair of living wickers. 
El Abid find them as taut, self-strung as a cord-strung bow. With considerable exertion, he kept the vegetable sinews and tendons unlocked, and as he passed through and let them resume their interlocked weave, he felt a take his hand to lead them through the toilet, toilet, Blackburn's internal coils. Now we're there, A instructed, as L's leader, A.E. drew him round a hairpin turn. They'd emerged on a rectally straight but still dense hedge passage, which went up to a small emerald building. As they took the hundred paces, L, glancing back at what now looked a dense, thick-set, impenetrable hedge, asked, how does even the most pushingly curious kid ever get through that deep, dusk-green tunnel? Yes, they wouldn't, if only a general crossing itch drove them. The final test, they're very ripe for their next stage, is that this labyrinth crypto track does yield constant clues which the kid has, if he is ready. The literal flare to pick up and follow. At the start, when the kid goes to the end of the apsed arbor and looks back from behind the altar, he does see the papyrus with its emblem, the hypertrophied ischophallic lingam, uh, I-T-H-Y, and then phallic, if the phallic lingam has been pivoted, has, has that pivoted rod pointing signpost-wise to the left embrasure panel. <laughs> Following that index, he comes close to hit this panel, Find it. I was finished with the fly of it. <laughs> Swatted. For that index, he comes close to this panel to find it is as dense a water wall as the right. But at that touch range, as his fingers probe in vain the thick leafed living basketwork, his flare, his nostrils are caught engaged, engrossed by a breast high ascent as ever made a hound pack bay. It is exuding from the hedge spot straight in front of his nose and questing hand. Thrusting his hand through the dense triggery, <coughs> his fingers grip the inner stem. As you see, it does give in, showing its companion interlocking branchlet. Now, the kid finds he can push his body through. Once through, the spring fence closes behind him. But though in the dim dusk, he is now literally being led by his newly awakened nose. It not only brings him out and lets his eye lets him eye his goal, it also tells us he is ripe too for his role. <coughs> Inside this coving, the light was golden. El knew a more than paper-thin gold leaf 
if light has passed through it, looks green. Here we have the converse effect, because our light through our emerald dome alters the outer sunlit's, sunlight's wavelength, as again the common air <coughs> that transmits sunlight screens out the solar radiation harmful to our sight and skin. So the light is here seems golden. But L was more interested in the figures he saw so lit that in why and how they were being illuminated. There were half a dozen of them and they looked about just and they looked about just subtinas, eleven or twelve. They are <coughs> owing to our control of premature adults and adultancy adultcy really in their upper teenship. What the Duke group were all wearing was intriguing as indeed more than their figures. They were dressed in three inch heeled pointed toed gilt buskins, nude above till bunchedly codpieced. But Stern was far more arresting than Stem, than Prow. The gluteus, gluteus maximus was as extreme as and much more attractively globular than the unique bushwoman's hypertrophied bunts. Thus giant bums, ripe peach-like in curvatures and in glowing bloom, were bra-ramped. The pentagonal walls had each facet mirrored sheath. The kids paid no attention to their presence. <coughs> this is the essential Narcic, N-A-R-C-I-C, stage of self-knowledge when the boy is now for the first time, first time lets him, let's see himself, he's never let see a mirror until he's passed from infancy, so he never can think of himself as a person with a separate appearance, inside which he, he the looker's looker, sees the outer world and sees he can be and is being looked at. He's rightfully engrossed with this curiosity. The old, self-hating, body-disgusted elder shamed him by abusing him as vain about what had to be seen as he was disgusting if he dared look at any or all the rest of him. That, by law and threat of imprisonment or actual thrashing, must be punished. The kid is in a double black bind, and blaming what has got him into his, this inexplicable, grievously punishable guilt, hates his face and shuns his figure and loathes its apparatus. Here, as we support the gentle tentatives of the race life, now requesting we help UTE to fulfil its funful fancy and exuberant fun. The dutiful young and the pious adolescent can only become either a follower of Saint Massoc, Massoc? M-A-S-O-C-H or if cruder and coarser a subject inquisitiveness of Pope Said S-A-D-E
But these heavy Ganymedes, H-E-B-E-G-A-N-Y-M-E-D-E-S, and Mercuridness, Mercuridness, Mercury plus Venus, you now see these boy mediums are in the act of passing through a rotten trance, the unselfconscious admiration, which only means mirare, mirare, M-I-R-A-R-E, to wonder with the light. <coughs> Watch now. Elves pointed to a couple, each fixedly regarding, scanning his face as though it was that of a lovely stranger. Those have only just arrived. This is the third and final day of their initial auto-inspection. As A whispered this, the fingers of each rose and contoured all the facial features. You see, touch now is fusing and completing the full interpretation and realisation of the sight, otherwise too good fun to be wholly able to be accepted. The next pair, A.E. pointed. Yes, it was clear they were mounting the next step, or better, plinth. For now, they were using not merely the cataposopon, that's K-A-T-A, and then P-R-O-S-O-P-O-N, face, cataposopon, face-to-face, dead-on mirror copy of the face and front, but through the aid of the angled mirrors, first they looked upon, <coughs> their face profiles and figure, figure silhouettes, especially of their prow and their stem, but much more exciting for them than it was for us when the Russians first photo-snapped with a T end the, the till, then always hidden out of space facet, the moon. This you will prognose, rightly caused them to an even more engrossed and marvelling scrutiny. For they see what till now they have already intimately only touched, contact mapped and felt others repeatedly fondled but never themselves have eyed. First in the side view, they could estimate <coughs> estimate and appreciate the profile of these model sub-in-place, but super-informless breathworks, mounds of mercury. And then, when the view is on the full back with its buttressing twin domes, they can see right into the socket in which mercury is flying to plant and rear his life-saving, life-fulfilling caduceus. Once more, El watched as the delighted fingers confirmed the witness of the eye. The last brace were inevitably fondling each other. They were then hand- handed model caduceus. C-A-D-U-C-E-I. <coughs> and as flat pins are exchanged, and then crypto frats are mutually and simultaneously driven home for the other pals' nipples by the symbi- symbiote as UTE's Ut's buddy is pinned through Ut's. So each watched as each symbiote implanted model flying phalloi. Gold plugs up to their hilts. So only the two wings and under them two testes of good faith remained held out. Witnessing to the truthfulness, sincerity, and bond of credence. No time was lost in contemplation of this wedding, this exchange of co-links. Though L could have de- delayed 
L. whispered. This isn't fairy tales end, ending in co-impacted tales. That must lead to they live happy ever after. The culminant cul-de-sac. The perpetual co-constipation of a rested copulation, which, as befalls dogs physically, happens psychically to perfectly happily married couples. These boys must and can be saved from that, for already they have been saved from the self-sprung and clenched trap. They had reached through a short passage, a new enclosure. It was clear at a glance this was the attiring room. To the buskins were being added gleaming tights that rose to the ribs, and from thence the traditional three convergence from shoulder to ribs and the central from collar to the same diminishing latitude. Rows of buttons on the page's tunic, which carried a chin-rearing, nape-nipping collar. The tunic sleeve stopped at the elbow. They're met by gloves so tight their fingers couldn't close. The boys were being trained for the general social service of their age rank, trained to jut, J-U-T, their projected colds. Elsor, the deep-planted Caduceus, Caduce, must contain in their ersatz testes small batteries that made the buried rod pulse rhythmically. And as when near he found he could observe that the presented mouth did widen and then purse. The sceptre, sceptre, S C E P T R E. Hechu! Once you lose, isn't you? testes. And whoa, I'm gonna get through this here. Near it. And as when near, he found he could observe. <laughs> you could observe that the presented mouth did widen and then purse. The sector not only piston-wise forced up and in and down, the rod itself must also swell. At the end of this half-proportioned room, the boys were obviously being given the finishing touches like autos when they reach the end of the assembly line and are to roll off and out into the immediate public circulation. L grinned with surprise at the sudden revealing change route with the opening touch of displayful extension. The mark of a neotenic maturity given the tilt then adolescent face by the immediate wide opening up yet frank awareness worked by such a slight but deft dilation. A pair of inch wide nostril dilators fanned out and reared up almost horizontal the now snubbed almost flat against cheeks and nostril wings. 
Till then, you saw the child was unselfconscious because he whispered, unaware of it being a particular person. Now can know it is a person of inventive free inquiry and exploration. No uts, U-T-E, looks and the feel of them. No, it has something to give and to be given to, in short, in reciprocity with itself as with its sibs. In short, it now feels what fun it is to deliberately lay open its face. The converse is to know, as is as its wish to serve is equally strong as its wish to be served, where its male field of attractive service stands. As the kids trooped out, they displayed their now obviously offered invitation. L glanced at A.E. who nodded, and as the last off the ramp casually as a rising unalarmed deer mounts to its feet, hoisted Utself, U-T-E-S-E-L-F, on Ut's, U-T-E's, gold buskined heels, L, seeing the pants seat was buttoned back, the better to set, and circularly frame the full coat, L not only caressed, but pertly pinched the giant peach. That's P-E-R-T-L-Y. Feeling is knowing, he muttered in half-humorous apology. None was needed, and though the pinched nip had been sharp enough to have raised the mini flush of the rounded flesh, there was no flush or lasting indent. As the room emptied, A.E. commented, The team now will be literally led by its nose to its beat, its patrol area. Explain, as you saw, the entrance that literally made its way here was not only led but spurred stage by groping stage from anointed spot. Chris Christened, that's C H R I S M E D, by the wizard odor oil to the next more highly smelling dab, D A B, so led here by the roused readiness to be fully coupled, the now humble longing to serve by offering itself to all who are moved to tread it. Now, as it goes on to parade, it is centred with one of the five bouquets that we have learned specifically for the time being most strongly attract one big section of our public. But as a wine or coffee connoisseur, though he has a favourite wine, knows he must not spoil his taste, as he will if he denies the bouquet of other wines. So after a time, everybody wants, and we commend everyone, should try out another flavoured stimulant. <clears throat> a queer snide query. A last perverse wish to upmanship, cleverness. <coughs> L swallowed, and to shut it down, asked instead, Have all these kids as they see, Kalahari Kalibigi Kalibigi C-A-L-L-I-P-Y-G-Y Kalahari Kalibigi backstage displays of the same hyper-peach proportions and scale. You certainly haven't seen close-up they have. You couldn't believe your eyes. 
tried out not merely with touch, but with deep pinch. L, yes, with almost reluctance, and indeed Thomas imitating residual doubts. A.E., however, brushed him along with, of course, you suffer from residual stubbornness, in excess of the proverbial Missouri mule. Quite natural, and I'm glad of it, for even you must realise it springs. Stiff as the bristle hair of a hackle raised boar, from the fact that when you are set, your very figure will transfer your born nature into the humorous submission of the well-suppled whore. The bantering be funnying of A.E. once again made L gape as A.E. went on. Believe me, as you see the roots of your defensiveness exposed, you can trust me to postpone prosecuting this subject on the deepest of riddles and wrangles. The enigma nature or nurture, instinct or imprinting, progress as mutation or prophenism. Let's see that word, prophenism. P-R-O-S-T-H-E-N-I-S-M for mother. Cutting off as swiftly as a cameraman cuts the scene and instantly switches the lens on a long distance shot, A.E. strode out and in a dozen stalking steps a sharp corner turned. They were back in the hyper-adult world. There you go. That is the first chapter of part two. On the putting green, the nursery. Hope you enjoyed that with the Pink Floyd tunes in the background. Um, nearly finished had the whole Umagumma full album on all this time we'll listen to the end of it but yeah what did you think of that that was that was heavy again the next one chapter five, 6 sorry we're up to is called the Inca Policy interesting how he's got he's using South American he's going a bit South American stuff as well and the Incas yeah that's the ancient big civilization in South America. They were in Peru mainly. Yeah. The Inca. The Inca! Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, I didn't cough as much. Uh, I'm getting better. Although I started sneezing, didn't I, at some point? But um, I'm feeling better. Yeah, that, that's the nice feeling, isn't it? Start to feel better. Okay, well, I think I'm going to turn it off. Even though it's coming near the end of the music, it's just uh, gently fizzling out this album, I think. Like my mind. Fizzling away into the all everythingness. <laughs> Awareness is a strange process. It feels like you can get more and more aware and more and more astonished uh, at the detail of understanding one can get into reality. I mean, I like that saying, the more you know, the more you don't know. I mean, 
very true that as well. You don't feel like I know a lot of stuff. That knowing a lot of stuff still makes me to realise how much I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting ending to the album. The volume up. Stockhausen. 